Hi, I'm Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse and the host of this podcast. Talk Tantra to Me introduces a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. My intention in this podcast is to integrate intimacy and spirituality, empowering you to reclaim your eroticism. It is my mission to inspire you to let go of shame, fear, and limiting beliefs to be present as your highest self in every moment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, let's talk Tantra. Hello, loves. I am so excited to announce that I'm going to be facilitating alongside some incredible teachers at the Austin Tantra Festival coming up here in Austin, Texas, December 16th through the 18th. I love, love, love these community spaces as incredible opportunities to learn tools for greater intimacy, authenticity, and connection. These sort of containers are really a safe space to practice setting boundaries, to discover and push your edges, to let go of any limiting beliefs around connection, sexuality, or intimacy. So tickets are now on sale at austintantrafestival.com. I have a special code for you. Leola10, that's L-E-O-L-A 10, gets you 10% off tickets. So I hope to see you there. I will be linked Austin Tantra Festival in the show notes. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome to Talk Tantra to Me. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. Today I talk Tantra with Scotty O. He is the founder of Ecstatic Hearts. He's an internationally renowned Tantra teacher and best-selling author, and he is also the co-founder of Austin Tantra Festival, in which I will be facilitating uh, here in Austin in December, Mm -hmm. December 16th through the 18th, which I'm sure we'll go into a little bit more in the episode. Regardless, I'm so grateful for his content and so appreciative that he is here on the podcast to offer his perspective on living an expansive life. So thank you for being here, Scotty O. Why don't you start by telling us a bit about your journey with becoming a Tantra coach? How did you discover this passion and purpose? Thank you for having me, Lilith. Great to be here. Uh, Let's see. I started, I guess, 28 years ago. I was a workaholic in corporate America, managing Frisky's cat food in LA. And I was working 80 to 100 hours a week and I was running myself into the ground. So I was like um, not taking care of my body. I was starting to have health problems and I was terrible with uh, women. I didn't really have deep connected relationships with anyone. It was very surfacy. And I was doing all the things that society said I should do to be successful, but I really wasn't happy. I didn't really understand why. And so on top of all that, um, I had one of my first experiences that getting too big details was that uh, a, a woman kind of picked me up at the Renaissance Festival and we had a very um, quick sexual experience when my first and I like three strokes, I was done and she was pissed. And she was um, it was one of the most shameful experiences I've ever had in my life where she was like, are you kidding? That's all you got. You call yourself a man. And I was like devastated. It was like, I finally found that um, wanted to be with me. And now I couldn't even keep her for a day. And then she left, never heard from her again. So that shame was what drove me so far outside my comfort zone to like go find 
what the heck do I need to do to like be a lover? So I kind of went on a quest to be training for my true love from that point on. And Tantra was one of the first things I found. And it was, it was really powerful because it helped me in a variety of different ways. And I basically learned like how to separate ejaculation from orgasm. I learned, you know, that it's, it's about connection and some tools and so forth. I didn't really start utilizing it until about 15 years ago when I found uh, my partner at the time when I got married and we created this connection that really started accelerating things. So um, with a with partner, it was more fun to practice. When I started practicing, I started really getting the value out of it. And all of a sudden, my life just started becoming more rich in so many ways. I was, you know, had better health. I had less stress. I was, you know, creating deeper connected relationships with people. My life had more purpose, meaning, fun. And then um, about, let's see, 10, I guess 12 years ago now, um, our friends were like bugging us, going, what are you doing? Like, how do you have such an amazing love life? You know, I'm a little bit of an exhibitionist, so people would actually sometimes see us like moving energy and I'm shaking and what all of a sudden, what is that? And so they basically, um, after a year bugging us, convinced us we should teach. And so then we started teaching. I said, well, I, I know a little bit more than you do, even though it's been like 10 years since I've anything. So I um, did a little bit more, a little bit more. And then some of my old teachers reached out magically and they wanted to help with business and I need help with Tantra. And then I found more teachers. And yeah, so they just kept expanding until I became my full-time only job about 10 years ago. And I've been doing nothing else since. And my life now gets better and better every month, like consistently. Every month is better than last month. And now consistent literally every month for the last 10 years. 12 years now. So it's been pretty, pretty fantastic. I definitely relate with all of that. And I so appreciate your vulnerability and sharing the story about the like premature ejaculation. I feel like I, there's so many listeners that can probably relate to that, but seeing that as like this, it, it, to me, it's like recognizing that that pain in that moment really became a, it was the gateway to your purpose, which is so powerful and so empowering for people to become more of a conscious creator of their reality rather than the victim of a circumstance. So I absolutely love that. And I also really relate to this idea that, you know, you kind of found your in, in the space out of curiosity of the sexual practices of Tantra that kind of like pull a lot of people in and, you know, sex sells and it's interesting, but then you recognize, wow, this actually affects every part of my life because it is life force. So it's like the fabric of my existence. And now my health is better and my relationships are better and I'm more connected to my purpose. And to me, that's really what it looks like. That is the outcome of a tantric lifestyle. But I'm curious for you, what are like the foundations of creating a tantric lifestyle? Practices and stuff? Or you see foundations, what you mean? Yeah, it could be practices. It could be like what kind of perspective you have of life, like what things shifted that allowed you, like beyond just like the sexual practices, what, yeah. what shifted? And what, what do you do now to like stay in this energy? Yeah, so that, there's so many things. I mean, so I'll just say that the major tools of Tantra are mindfulness, like I'll start with awareness, uh, breath, sound, movement, touch, and energy. Mm-hmm. You know, and, it, and just as an aside, like I used to think this is all hippy dippy BS. Like I didn't, I thought they were like conning me. I didn't believe any of this stuff. 
And, uh, and it took me years really to feel energy, by the way, but now I marry people. Now I've had so many visceral experiences of the divine that I don't even need faith because like, I just have so many experiences that there's something intelligent out there for us that's based out of love. And so, um, some of the foundational beliefs are that, yeah, paranoia, the universe is out to support us that, you know, that there is, um, a bigger plan out there. And like, I'm really, even now, even the last 48 hours, even more than ever before, I'm leaning into trust and like really seeing everything is perfect. And yeah. it does is it allows me to like create with less stress when it allows me to see the good and the best in people. Um, and uh, yeah, just really seeing the divine in others and in all things. I, one of my favorite tantric sayings, it's not either or, it's both and more. And what I love about that is not only it's a mindset of abundance, but it's like, when I'm seeing another person and they have a different perspective of mine, it's like, great, both perspectives are equally valid. And there's probably a third perspective or more that um, that is also true. That And so it gets us out of polarity thinking or, um, you know, right, wrong and so forth, which is inherently limiting. And, uh, and so when I really come from the either or thing, then it's like I can really embrace and accept everything. So, so really, it's bottom, bottom line, it's about loving myself. And recognizing we're all connected. And yeah, really do that every day. I love that phrase. It's not either or, it's both and more. I'd never heard that before. And that is so yummy. I'm definitely going to adopt that in my own <laughs> uh, understanding. So what I'm hearing for you is like living a tantric lifestyle is less about having um, sort of a structure or like a set of practices. It's more about the perspective in which you are living and moving through the world. Yes. And I do a practice, but I only practice officially like 15 minutes in the morning. And I do what I call Gaia sets, which is gratitude, acceptance, intention, activating the body, still in my energizing and transmuting. Out. If you want to see all that, just check out ecstaticarts.com. And there's like a whole section on Gaia sets with videos and all that. But, um, so you have to memorize it. But what it is, is a structure that I can pick and pull different things in. So depending on how I feel, I might dance one morning. I might stretch lazily another day. You know, I might focus on uh, loving myself and saying to myself in a mirror. And then another day I might just like be gratitude and write love notes or something. You know, so it's like, I, but I, I, I do that, but then I intersperse these tools. Like when I notice myself being stressed out. I'll take a big breath. You know, when I um, am noticing I'm getting upset about something, getting noticing like witness conscious is probably the most important practice is like, knowing what's going on, what are my thoughts, what are my feelings? Because if I'm not aware of what's happening, then I'm on automatic and I'm just living out old patterns stories. So really like right now, I'm really hyper aware, like every hour, every few minutes, I'm in this practice of like, am I choosing love or fear right now? Like what is, where am I coming from everywhere? And uh, yeah, so that's, the list goes on, but but it, it becomes little by little like dancing. You know, when I first started doing these, I learned these techniques, I learned these processes, but now they just are a natural part of my life. And um, it just becomes uh, yeah, part of my being this focus on the techniques as much as I'm just living it as part of my life. Yeah, absolutely. I resonate with like, I have practices as well, but I don't really have a morning routine. In fact, I'm almost not quite anti-routine, but for me, it's more about creating the space. Like the only part of my routine that I, that I'm 
married to is having spaciousness to do something that connects me and integrates my mind, my body, my heart, my sex, all of those pieces. And that looks different every day, depending on where I'm at and and what I feel could be evoked into the space to really create expansion in that given day. So I definitely really resonate with that, but I love the framework that you suggested and, you know, you mentioned your website and I know that there's a lot of other practices there. So I'd, I'd love if you could just speak into like, basically you've given us like, this was my journey to get to Tantra coach. What does that mean now? Like, what is, what are you doing and what are you offering to the world? Sure. And uh, by the way, I'm with you. I, I don't like patterns. Like some people are creatures of habit. The reason I don't like I said, cause I can literally pick and play and change it up. You know, so it keeps it interesting and fresh. Um, what does my life as a Tantra person look like today? So um, everything I do, I tend to do with love. Um, I uh, So activities I do, you know, we're running the, the biggest Tantra festival in the, the United States, you know, here in December. Um, I'm doing workshops like we have a sexual empowerment retreat for three and a half days at a mansion in a few weeks. Um, we do events and parties like I've got a puja party this Friday, which is uh, basically it's like a, it's like a spiritual type of event where we're, we're focusing on connection and love. And, um, we do, uh, I do occasional private lessons, you know, I, I tend to focus more on group stuff. I'm working on, um, an online, uh, business and, uh, potentially partnering with, with that right now. I work on a book. I've been uh, working on my uh, latest book for many years for the co- author. It's going to be called The Wizard of O, Tantric Love Awakens. We're in the editing phase of that. And then we actually plan to make a, a movie uh, or Netflix series and then a video game out of it too. So um, and my plan is to like really spread Tantra to the world because I really believe that these techniques and tools of Tantra are pivotal for really waking up humanity quicker into love and harmony with our planet. And uh, so I think it's actually really important. And yeah, so um, and love for me is, is my purpose and calling. It's like, uh, it looks lots of different ways, you know, uh, um, so I think that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I totally resonate with all of this and did I hear Tantra video game? Yeah. I mean, it's still in the, it's still in the mind phases or, or, you know, but um, yeah, some of us are looking at how to create a Tantra game that focuses on love instead of killing and uh, actually focuses on connecting people and where, you know, you can actually collaborate and connect with a lot of people. And I, and then actually using things like biofeedback to teach people like Tantra tools, whether it's breathing or whether it's, you know, uh, you know, lowering your heart rate, like meditation, like there's a lot of things you can actually do right now. And that's only expanding exponentially on how you can actually track how a person's actually doing these processes. So it might be like, you know, do a cobra breath to open the portal or, you know, or collaborate with someone else to solve problems versus fighting against each other. And basically when virtual reality gets here and the sexiness kind of takes over too, it's like, I, I want to have a place where people can go to utilize the internet to deepen connections versus avoid connections. Cause I think there's a real possibility of people using, you know, when you can create your ideal being and then, um, and it feels or is, is more real than reality, 
you know, why deal with those pesky things like emotions and people and, you know, and, and it has a real uh, problem, I think, of, of making people less detached, where I, I, I think we can also use those same tools and so forth to actually increase our connection. So for me, it's all about connection and love. So what are we doing to come together as humanity and, um, yeah, ourselves in the planet more? Wild. Absolutely wild. I love it. So another thing that I was seeing in your content a lot was in regards to Tantra yoga, and that's not something I've really talked about on this podcast, even though I am a certified Tantra yoga instructor. So I'm curious if you'd feel open to sharing a little bit more about what is Tantra yoga? How does it differ? How is it different from what someone might think of as regular yoga? Sure. So, I mean, Tantra has been around for lots of years, thousands of years. And uh, I'd say that most yoga came out of Tantra. Um, so like um, the types of our, our Tantra is connection oriented. It's not super physically oriented. Um, like there's Kundalini yoga, which to me is another form of Tantric yoga. Um, so you can call it white Tantra and so forth. So mm-hmm. Don't think of this Tantra, but it's basically the, the, the energy of moving your energy through your body, right? And it's like, so everything we're doing is um, helping us connect more energetically because this energy is very healing. It's very um, enlightening. It does a lot of things. Anyway, so the actual physical yoga we do are things like Rishi isometrics or uh, or like the immortal wands or they're like, um, or dancing, you know, they're, they're, they're not super physically demanding so that most people can do them. Um, and, uh, they focus on like opening up the spine and flexibility as much as they do like getting in better shape and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's like, I actually (laughs) thinking about doing more yoga to enhance my physical health to complement the Tantra yoga. So most of, most of the yoga that we do in our class is, more breath, emotions, um, uh, yeah, like suppleness. It's, it's, it's mainly designed to open up our energetic channels and, and connection with other people. Yeah, absolutely. I resonate with all of that. To me, Tantra yoga is really about finding the balance also between your masculine and feminine energies and integrating them into a space. Because uh, there is lots of moments for stillness in yoga and there's lots of moments for expression and openness, um, which is super beautiful. Uh, cool. Well, thank you so much for speaking into that. And I'm curious to hear more about the community that you, the community that you've created, because you've mentioned a lot about that being kind of like your main passion. So yeah. How is that going for you? It's great. I, uh, believe that Austin has the best community on the planet. That's why I'm here. I'm very biased though, because I've been, you know, here for over a decade actively creating my ideal community. And so, I mean, the cool thing about Tantra is that it teaches you these tools on how to open up your heart and how to, yeah, just like even everything from like learning how to hug to having clear consent. Um, You know, so like I've been doing things like flip side for many years, and that's been nice because the, we've kind of hit critical mass. You can see how the impact that we have there has been spread through the whole um, community. Um, where people are more free, self-expressed, people more loving, they have better, you know, there's more spiritual workshops, et cetera. And I mean, I just love the Austin community because it's so interesting and wild and weird. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I basically, um, and all my best friends are here, or most of them. And so, uh, 
you know, so yeah, I, I basically have taught, uh, I think two or three to 2,500 people like our weekend workshops, um, in Tantra and the, uh, and that's enough to kind of people up. And now many of my students are their own Tantra teachers and we have a, we have a very vibrant, I'd say, um, I mean, we have the biggest Tantra, uh, gathering like in the festival anywhere in the United States. And a lot of the best teachers are moving here like so. And so it's like, I, I, I think we have one of the most vibrant Tantra communities too. And, and I, and I think that translates, that translates into connection, love, openness, self-expression, all the things that I think make humanity really fun and interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I have to just echo the affirmation that Austin has such an incredible community. I moved here from LA and you would think like LA, I feel like is so known for its like spiritual communities and all of that. But to me, the community in LA felt very closed. It didn't feel like open and super welcoming. It felt almost clicky. And when I moved to Austin, it was like immediately dropped in like so many like beautiful people coming and curious and like wanting to include me. And I have to say, probably a lot of that is due to the work that you've been laying over the last 10 years. I I think like my first month here, I was invited to one of your parties by someone that had listened to my podcast. And um, I don't think I ended up making it to that one, but I think that I went, I think it was one of your parties like a couple months ago. It was with Monique and Peter. You work with them a lot, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Monique and Peter are awesome. They're internationally world-renowned folks. In fact, a bunch of my friends are in Cabo right now. Shout out to all those guys down there. That they're, um, but uh, yes, um, I, I collaborate with most people. As I said earlier, off the call is that I like, I don't like doing anything alone. I mean, uh, everything is more fun with other people. So everything I work on for my book, for the festival are, are collaborations. And I mean, I started off, you know, teaching, even when I started teaching, I was teaching with my wife at the time. So um, yeah. Like, and, and even now, like, I don't think of ecstatic hearts as my company as much as I think of it as a community. Um, we, I think there's like eight of us, that are teachers now and um, we're expanding and growing. And it's like, uh, yeah. So what we're doing is, is building more connected, loving communities and Tatra are just the most amazing fun tools I know to help do that. Yeah, absolutely. I had one of my clients ask me, I'm helping her with her business, which I also, also another thing that I do, I help people build their businesses and like spiritual spaces. And she was asking me, how do you keep your, like business life separate from your personal life as, you know, a Tantra teacher. And I was like, I don't, (laughs) and I love it. Like, it's great. Why would I like, to me, it's beautiful to be able to have my clients be my friends that come to my parties and I can shout my love with my partner, you know, from the rooftops and have that be one of my greatest training grounds, you know, in learning and growing and, you know, on this podcast, get super vulnerable about what's happening in my life and use that as, you know, evidence and inspiration for individuals. And to me, I feel like that's quite similar for you based on how you've built your community and co-collaborations. I want to say two things about that. First of all, yes, I totally agree. It's like, my friends are, my, you know, students to some extent, my business is communicating and connecting with people. Like I, everything I teach, I do like it. So yeah, it makes it a lot easier. Like I used to be corporate and it's like having this two identities where I'm showing up one way and then like, but I have to keep my private life separate. Like now I'm just transparent about everything. And the other thing I'll say about though, that the one caveat is that 
there is a responsibility as a tantra teacher because I'm dealing with people's um, uh, sexualities that might have trauma around it, or I'm working with people that are, uh, you know, opening themselves up in new ways. So I do have a very distinct line where, you know, like I don't date students and so forth. And, you know, after I get to know someone for a year or two, or I feel that they are becoming teachers themselves or whatever, then, then you know, I can have a, a dating life too. But it's like, uh, but that's the only, that's the only caveat. They want, because I think it's important more so than ever for us to really set clear boundaries and mm-hmm. makes it a safe space for people to really explore this work. And because and, you have to, to get the most out of it, you have to really trust the, the container so you can really you know, be free and really go into the scary places to heal and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. And I really admire that integrity in the space. And I think that it's something that we really need from leaders because there is a lot of messiness and, you know, I've personally experienced, you know, a teacher that came on to me and ended up being, you know, quite a traumatic experience at the beginning of my Tantra journey. And that can actually scare people away from this work, which is not something we want to do. So I definitely affirm that. And again, just respect for the, for the integrity as well. Hello, lover. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And thank you for your patience with this brief interruption as I ask for a quick favor. If this podcast resonates with you, I would love to hear it in the reviews. It means the world to me to hear your perspective and your reviews also help this podcast become more relevant in search results, which means that more people are able to find it and more people are able to benefit from the wisdom of spiritual intimacy. Thank you again. Take these couple of minutes to hit pause, write a quick review, and then let's get back to the episode. So beautiful. Uh, I'd love to chat a little bit more about like, what are, what are some of the most beautiful things that you've seen facilitating events over these past 10 or so years? Beautiful things. My favorite part of every training is the closing circle um, or, or sharing circle where we basically share what miracles people created for themselves or breakthroughs they had um, at the end of the training. And it never ceases to amaze me with how in a weekend or something, people can overcome or heal traumas or step to their power or have breakthroughs in their relationship or just have miracles happen in such a short amount of time. And it, I'm just so honored to be, you know, part of this process and to help support people and having these miracles for themselves. You know, it's like, I'm not under any, it's like, I don't do anything. I just create the environment and give people the tools so they can have the breakthroughs for themselves. Everyone's creating their own miracles. And um, shoot, I can go down the rabbit hole with that crazy experiences I personally had. <laughs> it's like, uh, um, uh, I mean, I'll just, uh, I, I hesitate a little bit because I would have thought I was crazy a few years ago. I still probably would think I'm crazy, except that I've been able to teach people stuff too. But everything from remembering other people in our past lives together to seeing the matrix and playing with the strands of reality to having orgasms with trees and lightning bolts to, you know, feeling the connection of the divine all around us. It just, it goes on and on with just crazy out of this world experiences that help me realize that we are so much more than just these limited, you know, physical bodies that we really do and have the ability to tap into the divine and uh, the magic. Yeah, I definitely resonate with the um, hesitancy to 
be super vulnerable about like the woo woo weird shit that happens (laughs) when you start to have a spiritual awakening or a tantric awakening, a Kundalini awakening. I remember the experience in which I felt for the first time, like I'm going through a Kundalini awakening and I was terrified to tell anyone. And I didn't really Mm. tell anyone except for my very close friend who was very practical and logical. And I remember telling him, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I need to tell someone what's happening to me. (laughs) And that's the beautiful thing about having these communities, having space to like talk about these things and to witness them together and to feel that oneness in the experience as well and to not feel so crazy. And I absolutely love that about the community as well. Yeah, I want to double down on that is that we become more like those we hang out with. And what is so important is you want to surround yourself with folks that you become more like. And um, and there's something called entrainment, which is, you know, it's it's basically energies like meat. And so if I surround myself with high, energetic, positive, happy, connected, loving, successful people, it it pulls me in that direction, whether I want to or not. What is so powerful about like these weekends is that you have a bunch of people committed to the understand top that are using these tools that are already high, vibrating at a high level. And so just by being in the space, it'll help pull some people's energies up. And it's, it sounds pretty woo-woo, but like metaphysics and so forth is, is, uh, is proving the stuff that the ancient masters have known for a long time. And so um, that's one thing that's really beautiful is like more and more amazing people are moving here. We're helping raise each other's vibration. We're supporting each other. And, it's like, I, I live in this tantric bubble. Everyone around me is amazing. So it's like, it's almost hard for me to go to like, uh, understand what normal people are like. Like I was in a workshop and said, yeah, let's go to hippie hollow. And they're like, do you mean be naked? And they were like, you know, all, and I'm like, uh, yeah, like, it's like to me, that's normal. Like, <laughs> but I, you know, then I have to go back and remember what I was like and how, you know, shy and I was back in the day. Yeah, for those that are listening, Hippie Hollow is an amazing nude beach here in Austin. It's just stunning uh, and super, super duper fun. But yeah, I, I agree with that. The more I started talking about the spiritual experience that I was having and the tantric experiences that I was having, the more regular they became until my whole life became like one miracle after another. It, like yes. that's what it feels like now. And so that's something that like, if you are having this, these experiences as a listener and you don't have that space to talk about it, I highly encourage you find the space to talk about it because that's how it gets to become like your reality on a regular basis and come to the awesome Tantra festival. On that note. Yes. I'd love to use this as a segue to chat more about what people can expect in that space. Oh yeah. So this December 16th through 18th, it's, uh, we have people coming from all over the world, best Tantra teachers globally are be there. And we, uh, it's very way to kind of introduce what Tantra is. Cause we have all these, see Tantra is a big thing. It's been around for up to 6,000 years, depending who you talk to. And there's all these different types of Tantra and there's all these different styles. And we all are great in complimenting each other. And so when we you can go there and find out if a particular teacher resonates with you or a particular style or particular message and I found that people will go exactly where they needed and the message that they're ready for will show up. So it's it's also just a great way to meet community. We expect to have over 300 people there of the most open, outrageous, fun, connected, loving people 
in Austin and on the planet. So, I mean, just going and being in the space, like I was talking about entertainment is, is amazing. It's like, I, I, I make amazing friends uh, every year um, there. And uh, yeah, so it's like, we'll have like three different tracks, I believe, meaning like there's three different class to choose from uh, most of the time. And uh, yeah, it's going to be um, actually in Cedar Park area. Um, so we have more space and can grow into it. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be amazing. I, I, everyone who went uh, pretty much right about it uh, last year. So this is our fourth year in a row, except one year was virtually um, because of COVID. But uh, that's it's, uh, highly recommended. I'm biased, of course, but talk to the people. experiences <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So to reiterate, there's going to be multiple days, opening ceremony, very connective. And then, you know, we're starting in the morning, going through the through until the evening and at any given time there's like three or so different workshops that you can kind of choose from or experiences that you can choose from is that correct yeah yes and it's different than like a weekend where you're intensely going through something which is kind of what um like i did with sexual empowerment at least but it's uh so you can come and go as you want um so sometimes you have closed containers where you're building on everything else and this is an open container so uh you know you can just go where you're called you can come in for just a day if you want you don't have to do the whole thing, um, which is nice. And it adds flexibility. It's, it's a, I mean, people get some profound stuff out of it and it's also, um, kind of like, a. to me, it's a little bit like a taster kind of, like you, you also kind of get a feeling of, Oh, these are the things I want to learn more of, or go down that path. So it's, it's a great, if you're new or if you're just want to go deeper, uh, in talk to they're, they're, it's a great promotion. Yeah. So it's less like a retreat in that in most retreats, you're really following a journey with the same group of people throughout the entirety of the experience. Whereas with this event, this festival, you could have one experience with one group of people in a workshop and then go completely 180 into a different direction with a completely different teacher. And that's one thing that I really love about Tantra is that there are so many different lineages and shamanic sexuality and, you know, different perspectives in this world. And there's no right or wrong way to do it. And you kind of get to find like, where am I finding the expansion in this moment? Like to me, Tantra is like an ocean in that you can kind of play on the surface and dabble in all these different areas, or you can find one teacher or one sort of uh, angle and go really deep into that. And this is a really good space, in my opinion, a festival to get a little taste of the different pieces and then maybe find something that really works for you that you can take home or to connect with different individuals or teachers that might take you to a different space, but you get to kind of get the little taste of it all to figure out what that is for you. Yes. Well said. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Amazing. Cool. And I'll be there and Scotty O will be there. There's some other really great teachers. You want to maybe list some of the other teachers that are going to be there? Oh gosh. Um, Let's see. Uh, There's, there's Kat uh, who's also local. Uh, Robert and um, Camille will be there. Uh, Let's see. uh, We've got, Peter Monique um, coming in. We've got, uh, let's see, uh, Rachel and uh, the partner um, coming in from Europe. Uh, we've got Eugene. We've got, um, let's see, uh, got more people that I can remember. You've got yourself. You've got uh, Stephanie. Um, yeah, sorry, I don't have a list in front of me, but basically. The list is on the website, right? People yeah. can go to Austin. Got the website. 
austintantrafestival.com, correct? Correct, yeah. And then they have like all of the photos of all the teachers and you can kind of click on them and get a little bit more information. And the schedule will be coming out about a month beforehand. So you can also get a greater sense of like what sort of topics will be covered, correct? Yes, and they're all amazing. So, I mean, I uh, I know either I or my partner know all the people that are coming in. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're just great folks and they all have different messages and skill sets to, and they all complement each other. You know, like I, in my journey, like I love what you said. It's like, it's a, it's a unique journey who you're practicing Tantra and I want to get there as quick as I can. So like I, I have over a dozen teachers that you know, I just, I've learned from everyone I can. I'm always learning and I'm always going back and doing uh, more and more classes and teaching too, because you never, you know, the best teachers are, are continuing to learn as students as well. So we all learn from each other. And um, but anyway, it's it's uh, it's it's great. I think you will really appreciate the quality of the people um, they're teaching, as well as just uh, the fun, open, connected group that'll be there. Yeah, absolutely. These these spaces are always just so much fun, and like I always meet the raddest individuals, and I and it's also guaranteed to have like some profound connection moment as well. So there's just so much to look forward to in these containers. And that being said, it is very vulnerable for a lot of newbies stepping into this space. And I'd love to hear what your thoughts on that are. Like, what would you tell someone that's feeling a little bit nervous or hesitant to uh, step into a community space like this? Well, that's one of the good things about this is that it's a, a low commitment. Like it's, it's, you do a week, a workshop or two and you get full or like, oh my God, this is so crazy then you can leave or take a break or, um, you know, resonate or do whatever you need to do, take care of yourself and then come back if and when you feel like it, where it's like other things are like you're committed to the whole weekend and, you know, you've got to, it's much more intense. Um, and uh, and you can pick and choose what really resonates with you. So if there's something that like dance party might be better than going into like healing trauma or, you know, whatever. So, and you can, you so you can participate at the level you feel comfortable I'd also recommend taking your friends. So, you know, it's always got to go with a buddy and, uh, and have someone to support you. Uh, so, yeah, spread the word. Um, if you know other people that are going, um, you know, that it's good to go, you know, ask and see who else you might know that'll be there. And so um, not only will you make a lot of friends, but it's also you'll learn tools to become even better friends with the friends you have. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's like the biggest way I like to overcome fear is action. and. I like to be uncomfortable because if uh, the only way we grow is outside our comfort zone. So mm-hmm. I'm always stretching my comfort zone because the, for me, the spiciness is in the growth, like the challenging myself, um, expanding, exploring uh, all that, the newness that might be slightly uncomfortable is, is to me where it's life is most rich. So uh, yeah. So, Yeah. The word that comes up around that is fun, comfortable, because what's on the other side of fun, comfortable is that growth and expansion, which is fun. Whereas when you don't lean into that, the alternative is that you're kind of stuck and that's not fun or comfortable (laughs) or uncomfortable. There's no, there's, that's really the best way forward in my opinion. And what I love, but the Tantra spaces is that the containers are 
usually very highly curated and very intentional in that they're incredibly safe spaces to explore the edges and figure out what are my boundaries? What, where is my opportunity to push myself to learn and to grow in a, in a space? It's like a safe space to take risks in essence. Yes. Yes. So yeah, we've done everything we can to uh, make the safe, the space as safe as possible. And um, we, we are big, Unconsent, you know, our policy is no new romantic or sexual relationships with students and teachers for 30 days until after the festival's over. And, and then even then it's like, you know, you use your discretion. But um, just to, because we don't want, we want people to, yeah, feel safe. And um, I think that's important to create a safe space for people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, everyone, definitely check it out. AustinTauntraFestival.com, December 16th through the 18th. Can use code Leola10 for 10% yes. off. Um, I'd love to start wrapping up the conversation. Is there anything else you want to add on the Austin Tantra Festival or otherwise um, before we be in closing? Yeah. If, uh, you know, feel free to also check out Ecstatic Hearts, E C S T A T I C H E A R T S dot com if you want to like check out the local community in the meantime um, with other things. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll leave you. How about a miracle formula? You want just a takeaway real quick? <laughs> yes. So here, here's my short, down and dirty miracle formula. You want to create miracles in your life. Focus is power. So focus on what you want, not on what you don't want. Have faith that it's going to occur because belief creates your reality. Feel into it. So you, there's two ways to feel. It's feel to heal, like to clear out anything that's in the way, and also feel into the excitement of having it because the more emotionally charged you are and grateful you are for something, the quicker it'll come. It's also like tapping the sexual energy is also part of that. A follow through, which is action. Like just take baby steps that are moving in that direction. And like most change happens through compounded interest of action um, and then flow. Like once you set everything up and you have your intention and your inaction, let go of the attachment to what it looks like or how you're going to get there and let the universe support you in manifesting it with ease and grace. So that's a focus, faith, feel, follow through and flow. And that little formula um, will literally create miracles in your life. So. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Great. So you already shared where listeners can find and support you ecstatichearts.com. That'll all be in the links in the bio. Um, I have a couple of bonus questions that I ask all my guests. And one Whoa. of those is what awakens your arrows? What turns you on? What makes you feel erotically alive? Ooh, let's see. The thing that most turns me on is feeling a turn on in someone else for me. And like lately, the biggest turn I've had is eye gazing, believe it or not. It's like, like feeling a deep, intimate connection with another human being is, um, and, and, Feeling my heart open and the other person's heart opening is, I think, the biggest turn on. And, uh, and then touches my love language. So, yeah, I love it. I'm enrolled in all of that. <laughs> so, thank you. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I was just laughing. <laughs> thank you again, Scotty O, for joining me today. And I also want to express my gratitude to the listener. Thank you once more for opening yourself up to the idea of sacred sexuality. With so much gratitude and love, have a sexy and spiritual day, and I'll catch you next week on Talk Contra to Me. Ta-ta!